We are building, we are building, we are building. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Joe Daniels, host of the Build Community Through Love podcast, where we highlight the efforts and strategies used to grow and empower community through economic development, community development, and education. Y'all, this is episode number 14. And just real quick, you know, I, I didn't have an opportunity uh, to formally introduce myself to you all. Um, who are our, our listeners up until this point, those who know me, those who have been connected to me, and then those who don't, uh, and those who will continue to uh, watch the show, continue to listen to the show, um, and then just those who uh, will become new listeners and new guests. And so I'm just uh, super excited for episode 14, just to introduce who I am a little bit, just to let you guys know a little bit about me, a little bit about the creation of this podcast, um, and then a little bit about you know what build community through love means it is and it's going to be moving forward. And so I really wanted to just kind of do something uh, like this, especially in honor of uh, Kobe Day. Uh, yes, the podcast does drop on Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday morning. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to make sure that in this time, in this season, his birthday was on Sunday. Kobe Day was a Monday. Um, and so just wanted to just do a shout out for him. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, idolizing Kobe Bryant. Uh, I did low key shift over to LeBron James. Uh, uh, but, you know, I just love his work ethic, his grind, his grit, his tenacity on and off the floor. Um, and as, as a father uh, to four daughters, man, just, you know, the fact that he gave every ounce and every sweat, and, and blood and tears and for, through frustrations, through anything, he gave it all uh, in basketball, in, in his marriage, in his being a father, um, in coaching, um, and even starting up in what he was doing off the court um, and film and creativity and arts and all of those things that he was involved in. He always gave it 110%. And this is just an honor to Kobe Bryant, man. I'm not a Laker fan, definitely a Kobe fan. Um, but just wanted to just kind of give that shout out to him. Uh, I know he has touched the lives of everybody across this world. And so, uh, you know, just grateful to, to be able from a distance to just know uh, and see all the work that he's been able to accomplish. Um, and just, you know, pray that God continues to be with his family, his wife, his uh, three daughters uh, who are still living. And, uh, and also be with all the families who were lost during that tragic accident that happened earlier this year. You know, this year, 2020, for a lot of people, have been very frustrating. Uh, for me, it's been a year of blessings. Um, you know, but you just try, try to, to actually remain humble through it all and, uh, and just continue to give where you can and serve where you can. So a little bit about me again, uh, Dr. Joe Daniels. Um, I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland, born in Washington, D.C., raised Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, you know, went, was in Silver Spring pretty much from kindergarten all the way through senior high school, went to Springbrook High School. Uh, I was able to win a state championship there. Um, so, you know, sports and athletics run through my blood, play basketball uh, at Springbrook High School, play football at Springbrook High School. And, you know, for me, uh, sports is, is definitely something that kind of, kind of goes through my family uh, bloodline. But, um, you know, for me, I had to stop in sports uh, at the high school level. I really wanted to go and play 
uh, uh, football at the college level and had opportunities, but my ego wouldn't let me go D2 or D3. Um, and so I uh, didn't get a D1 pickup. So I ended up just going to school just for my academics. But I kept the same mindset that I had in uh, football, like training, uh, working out, making sure, you know, I tried to be the best that I could possibly be to perform. And so when I couldn't no longer go to the weight room to uh, to work out, I was going to the library to work out my mind. I was going, you know, getting tutored, getting help to make sure I was always on par so that when it was time to perform on tests, on quizzes, uh, final exams, midterms, on job interviews, I was always putting in the work to make sure that I could perform. Um, and so, uh, I went to North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University for my undergraduate degree. I got my degree in uh, civil engineering at A&T, Aggie Pride. I love every bit about my experience. A&T is an HBCU uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. It taught me so much. It taught me a lot about myself, a lot about who I am as a black man in this country. Um, and it's changed my life for the better. It's allowed me to understand, you know, you know that I, I have value uh, to give back to not just this country, but the world. And so, you know, Auntie definitely blessed me and has has allowed me uh, to be the man I am today. I left Auntie uh, and pursued my PhD in civil engineering at the University of Arkansas uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, you know, there I was able to, 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 you know, pretty much have a deep dive into this community, working on different projects through the NAACP here in the area of Northwest Arkansas. I was a part of several different projects. Um, and in a second, I'll tell you about a, a very cool project that actually launched me into founding Build Community Through Love in general. And so I just want to be able to tell you about that a little bit later and further detail. But man, this community has embraced me. I've been here since 2013, so the last seven years. And I was able to, to work to to receive my PhD in civil engineering. My project looked around trying to heat airfield pavement, especially around the taxiway, um, even on the runway, uh, so that when it, when it's snow and ice is, when it's snowing and, 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 and it's freezing rain and ice on the runway, our technology was, 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 was used to heat the runway to keep it free of snow and ice so that aircraft can continue to go and continue to, to take off and land safely at airports. The cool thing about our project was we incorporated uh, solar energy technology to be our heating, uh, to be our power system. Um, and that was super crazy, super cool to work with. But the, the one cool thing that I, that I, that had really been like an inflection point for me in my career path uh, has been joining the entrepreneurship program at the University of Arkansas right before I graduated um, and right after I graduated. Uh, with my PhD, and that has just pretty much gave me permission to think more like an entrepreneur, have an entrepreneurial mindset, um, and not just continue to go, you know, the systems in which have already been set up, you know, pretty much go to high school, you're in school, head to college, get a good job, and retire in 30-some years. You know, that, that, that thing, you know, that, that program taught me, you know, go in, you know, do what you have to do, uh, you know, from a work standpoint, but make sure that you're, that you're thinking outside the box, be innovative, be creative, start asking questions, start providing solutions. The one thing, especially within the black community is, and a, a lot of people preach on this, 
the one thing that we suffer from is we're constantly being consumers and having a consumer mindset. But the one thing that we have to start doing and start having that paradigm shift is we have to start producing and we have to start being producers and, and, and creators and, and developers. And those are the things that, you know, we need as a community. And so, you know, from an economic development standpoint, we need to begin building more businesses, growing more businesses. I know right now within the pandemic, like tens of thousands of black businesses right now have been failing um, and, and unfortunately won't be able to rebound from what's going on now. And so it's, it's up to us right now to really begin thinking um, and finding ways to build business, not just to be self-employed or, or not just to have a partnership with, with one or two people, but to build so that we can have opportunities to employ our own as well. Um, and so that's kind of the, the creative you know, thinking I've been doing pretty much ever since I graduated uh, with my PhD. And so trying to find ways to leverage my PhD uh, to give back to communities, but also to, to build businesses as well, to find ways to power community, but also empower people by uh, providing them with opportunities of employment. And so a lot of work that I have to do, uh, but those are the goals that I have just kind of thinking very, very long term. Right before I graduated with my PhD, um, I got the, the, the bug to become a real estate investor. I'm happy to say that I have some rental properties that me and my wife uh, own and we rent out to people. Um, definitely good cash flow. Um, it's been a, an interesting industry to be in, uh, but very rewarding if done right, um, if done to serve people. And so our business is called BCTL Properties. Uh, BCTL is the acronym for Build Community Through Love. And so um, hopefully looking to do something like, like Master P did. You know, he had no limits, everything. <laughs> so just trying to be creative in all that we're doing with BCTL, Build Community Through Love. Um, and so from a real estate standpoint, um, pretty much me and my wife do real estate investing here in Northwest Arkansas, um, looking to buy and flip property, uh, but as well as buy and hold property um, and hold them as rentals. And so we're doing stuff right now within, um, again, the Northwest Arkansas market, um, looking to buy single family properties, duplexes and uh, small multifamily properties just to kind of keep in our portfolio. Uh, but for real, you know, my passion is just finding ways to, empower community. Um, I think I get it mostly from my father. My father, uh, my namesake, Joseph W. Daniels Jr., uh, Dr. Reverend Dr. Joseph W. Daniels Jr. Uh, he's a senior pastor, lead pastor at the Emory Fellowship in Washington, D.C. Um, he has, and we as a family have been there for the last 28 years as of this past July. And, you know, that church is my family. But being able to see how through my father's leadership, the church has grown and it has executed on vision, it has executed on its mission. Um, and so we're, that church is continually finding ways to enrich the community, empower community, providing housing for, for, for people who are struggling. Their food bank is constantly providing people with food to eat consistently in the Washington DC area. And the church actually just finished a $58 million um, affordable housing project in the district of Columbia, um, where the housing market is crazy expensive. And so it's giving people who wouldn't have the ability to live in the area, a place to rent and live in the city. And so it's giving people, you know, the ability to have affordable housing and not cheap housing. Affordable housing and cheap housing are not the same thing, but affordable housing in the district 
that is 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 gentrifying uh, at a pace where it's kicking people out constantly. And so that's what uh, the church under my dad's leadership has been able to do. But he he has also he has always had a heart for the community, and I think it's definitely rubbed off on me uh, seeing what he's been doing. And so since I've been in Northwest Arkansas, I try to do different things as well uh, to support my community in in large and small ways. And like I said before, a few minutes ago, you know, there was this one project that really became, uh, uh, it, it, it launched me into this, you know, into this, into this activist uh, role where I'm always trying to find ways to better and enrich and, and empower a community. If you guys can take a trip back with me real quick to 2015, you guys will remember when uh, Dylan Roof went into um, uh, the church in 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 South Carolina, the AME Church in South Carolina, and uh, Mother Emanuel, and uh, went in there for Bible study, and murdered uh, the pastor and eight other parishioners down in Charleston, South Carolina, 2015, and and the uproar from that and and protesting from that um, sparked a lot of different conversations around the country, um, but in Charleston, South Carolina, the Confederate flag was taken down from the state capitol. And uh, when that happened, that caused a lot of protesting of the flying and display of the Confederate flag to happen in Northwest Arkansas in 2015. Um, and so that happened all throughout the summer of 2015. And so when the annual biker rally that comes into town into Fayetteville, Arkansas and Northwest Arkansas, which is called Bikes, Booze and Barbecue, when that came into town in September of 2015, different bikers from all over the country came in and pretty much had a overt expression of their disdain of the flag coming down in, in Charleston, South Carolina, and made it a mission to make sure that that flag was seen every single place it could possibly be seen. It was seen flown on the back of the bikes. It was, it was sold as paraphernalia. Um, it was on shirts. It was on vests, hats, you name it. It was displayed everywhere. And the issue I had was the fact that it was being displayed in a city that prides itself on being diverse, a city that prides itself on being inclusive. And I'm not saying that the city is supposed to be, you know, all these different things, all, you know, it, it, it has to be this hard line. Um, but, you know, those are the aspirations. And it's hard for me to understand why the city would condone these different events to take place where overt signs of oppression, overt signs of, you know, not wanting to see diversity and inclusion, um, you know, the, the, the old South per se. When, 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 when those things take over the city, it doesn't matter if it takes over for an hour, two hours, three hours, it contradicts what the city is saying it's supposed to be. And so once that happened, uh, going up into 2016, I was I was asked to be the keynote speaker um, at the University of Arkansas's Martin Luther King Vigil in 2016, and I talked about you know there there being a need for the community to start standing up for what it believes in, and to start taking action on what it says and what it claims that it wants to be, and so I wanted to be a part of that action. And I wanted to be a part of that, so I led a team of folks to petition to uh, encourage the leaders of the biker rally to condemn the flying of the Confederate flag so that the event could be inclusive because it was in a city 
in which it wanted to be and wanted to, to pride itself on being inclusive and being diverse. Um, and so the petition ended up having over about a month span, it ended up having over 1500 signatures here in the area. And we ended up, because we didn't hear back from the group, we ended up, uh, you know, actually leading a boycott of the event itself. And I would say our work was successful. Um, the following year, the rally itself, the, the organizers put out multiple statements and changed different things in their policy uh, to make sure that if folks were going to come, they had to come, but they couldn't have anything or sell anything that was going to, uh, it couldn't sell anything that had symbols that, that you know, the, 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 this event was, was promoting uh, divisiveness or oppression. Um, and so there were small victories in there, but I end that long story by saying that I was pushing those things and, and, and marketing the petition and marketing our protest. And of course, we're in this age of hashtags and the hashtag, the hashtag build community through love was something that came about as something that I used to, I was pushing out through Instagram marketing, uh, Instagram posts, Facebook marketing, Facebook posts, just so that people could have an understanding of, of what, you know, the genesis of what we're trying to do. We're looking to build community, uh, but not only build community, but build community through love. And that love not being just a, a regular affection for, you know, your, your spouse or your significant other, but agape love, love in action. Um, and so, you know, that's what we need to do. We're in a time right now where, you know, we, we just, we, we're in a country right now and, we, and we're people right now who just don't love each other. That's what it is. And if I don't agree with you, I don't love you. If, if we don't share the same ideology, I don't love you. If we don't share the same skin tone, I don't love you. And so we got to find ways to start loving again. And again, like, I, I need you to love me to respect me for who I am, not to just love me because we're close, but to love me because I'm your brother. And, and that's super important. And it's time for us to start getting into a, a posture and a position in this country to start loving. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. It doesn't matter if you're Christian, atheist, Muslim, Buddhist. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're white, if you're black. It should, that, that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, that we have been all called for a higher purpose and we all have a superpower that we have to begin living in. And we have to make sure that superpower also includes the love uh, that's important to make sure that we're uplifting our communities and putting people in the best position, enabling them to thrive. That's the most important thing. And that's pretty much the genesis of Build Community Through Love. Build Community Through Love is finding ways uh, uh, to love um, and to build community. And the most important part of that is making sure that we hit these three main pillars, economic development, community development, and education. When I think about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., when I think about Malcolm X, and when I think about the transition points in which ultimately you know, is the cause of um, their assassination, they began understanding that in order to, uh, in order to effectively build community, we had, to, we had to find ways to build people from an economic basis. And if we're not building from an economic base, then communities are always gonna rely on others who are in power economically to give them something and to provide them with 
some type of stimulus, some type of welfare in order for them to survive. And in order for especially black communities and communities of color to position themselves to thrive, they have to have at the very least an economic power that gives them a position and a stake to sit at the table. Because even when people have permission to sit at the table, if they don't have power to speak or they don't have economics to be able to drive a project or drive uh, 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 an actual deliverable or an action item, things typically either take a long time to happen or they don't happen at all. And so it's important that we begin trying to develop communities, especially the black and brown communities through economic development. And that's what we're pushing, finding ways to encourage people, finding ways to bring other resources to the table to help our communities build economically. The other one is community development. It's important that we begin growing community. I love the idea when I talk with my father, again, Pastor Joseph W. Daniels Jr. He puts out community like this. In order to have a thriving community, you have to have a community where the public sector, the private sector, and the governments are all working together holistically, finding ways to uh, have equal parts in the community. And whenever one part is, is, is lacking in power, there's an unbalance in the community. And so either, you know, and so then what happens is you have the public tends to get taken advantage of by businesses and policies in which the government puts into place so that the businesses can thrive on the backs of the people. Um, that's one example. And so it's important that we begin building community where all parties are in lockstep with each other, making sure that they're building and building together. And when we build together, everybody is then again, put in a position where they're able to thrive. We wanna give people opportunities where they are able to thrive. That is very important. I don't believe people are genetically lazy. I don't believe people are genetically looking for a handout. People always wanna live in their superpower and are always seeking that. But if systems are constantly gonna be put in place and upheld so that there are some who can win and there are the majority who can't, then you put people in a mental state that doesn't allow them to see and to know that they have the ability to thrive. And so if we put systems in place that give people the ability to thrive, we can allow them and challenge them to live in their superpower and give them the opportunity to thrive. That is so important, and that's what we're trying to do at Build Community Love. The last thing, last pillar, is education. And I've been in, I've been in education from kindergarten to the PhD. And so there are major gaps and major problems and major challenges that are in the K-12 system and especially in the higher education system. We have to begin learning that higher education should be and needs to be a tool to get somewhere as opposed to just the next step. So understanding that college, you know, is, is something that a lot of people go to naturally because it's become an understanding that once you graduate from high school, you then go to college. But we have to understand, especially from an economic standpoint, that if the economics doesn't justify you going to college at the moment, then we have to figure out how do you utilize college to get to where you want to get to? But if getting to where you want to get to does not require higher education, 
then we got to find another route for you to get there because it's, no nece- it's not necessary for you to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that you'll never fully rebound from and be, again, put in a position to thrive if by the time you're 22, 23 years old, you're facing you know, tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt uh, that then puts you in a position where you can't build generational wealth, where you're constantly now working for somebody else to effectively uh, uh, build up their dream. And, and so we got to think about this stuff and think these things through. But also when I talk about education, I'm talking about knowing our rights, trying to understand and get a better grip on what the voting rights act was, how it's being dismantled and how we can continue to fundamentally build it back up to make sure that the fundamental right of voting is something that can be had by all, uh, citizens of this country. And then looking at education from our rights in terms of our interactions with law enforcement. I mean, we have terrible issues. There's just another shooting in Wisconsin today of a police officer shooting a unarmed black man with his three kids in this car. And so, I mean, we have, we have systemic issues that we have to become more knowledgeable about and figure out how we attack this system. I love to say we, because we have to get out of this individualistic mindset. Um, We have a lot of issues with um, this idea of individualism. We can go as far as we can go if we understand and decide that we can get there together. So we have to, you know, strip away I and become more of we. This has been something that I have had an issue with for a long time, especially being in higher education. You know, everything is pretty much about what can you produce? What can you provide? You get the grade. It's a group project, but it's all about your grade. And so how do we strip the whole meritocracy standpoint and and ideology of individualism and begin looking to grow together as one? Because when one goes, they can go fast. But when the collective goes, they can go far. And so that's what we have to do. Within Building Build Community Love, I figured having a podcast would be the best way uh, to be able to actually get into the community, be able to discuss the efforts and the strategies being used to build communities all across this country. Um, And so I'm super happy to have this podcast. It's opened my eyes to all the different things that, and, and the different superpowers that my friends have, that colleagues of mine have. I'm excited to be able to continue to introduce new guests to the community. Um, so that we can figure out more ways uh, that the people are building community in their own space. Uh, through, again, through economic development, community development, and education. And so continue to stay tuned, guys. That's a little bit about me. I'm super excited to be doing this kind of work. It's challenging work. It's hard work, but it's work that has to be done. So I just ask you guys to just continue to push forward, continue to push through this pandemic. 2020 has been a year of ups and downs, but it's not a year that has been wasted. It's not a year uh, uh, that's terrible. There's so many blessings that we can experience in this year. There's so many things that we can do to give back to people uh, and to share and to grow and to build community. There's so many opportunities right here at our forefront. And so continue to be inspired, continue to be encouraged, continue to be hopeful, uh, uh, wear your mask, Uh, continue to do all those things. Make sure, make sure. um, And we at Build Community Love are going to come out with something here very, very soon. Uh, Make sure you're you're registered to vote um, and make sure all your things are in order. 
uh, and prepare yourself to vote. Get acclimated with who else is on the ballot because it's not just the president that you're voting for in this election. So try to understand all the different positions uh, and people who you're gonna vote for in those positions uh, come this November 3rd. Uh, so I encourage you guys to just continue to stay focused, continue to uh, uh, push through, and again, just continue to stay inspired. Thank you for listening to another episode on the Build Community Through Love podcast. Subscribe on all platforms to stay up to date with new episodes. Also, stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Build Community Through Love. And visit our website at buildcommunitythroughlove.com. Let's keep working, y'all. And if someone asks, tell them we're building. Thank you.